the surest sign of the presence of the devil is division. When we fight, when we ostracize, when we try to tear each other down, when we rejoice at the failures of another, the devil is right there, cheering us on. Sometimes our disagreements are legitimate. Sometimes both sides have a point. But the devil works to ensure that every argument becomes an all-out war, and that every difficult moment results in anger, self-righteousness, and years and years of unforgiveness. It is the devil that makes us believe that communities are not stronger than conflict, and that love does not allow for disagreement. One of the devil's most powerful tools is the idea of the zero-sum game. That is, the idea that for me to win, you must lose. This is why St. James says that where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there is disorder and every foul practice. When we value ourselves above others and believe that others must lose for us to win, We play the devil's game, destroying lives and reputations in order to make ourselves look good by comparison. If someone else is wealthy or unpopular, or sorry, if someone else is wealthy or popular or happy, our jealousy makes us want to be them. But more than that, it also makes us want them to be us so that they can experience our poverty, obscurity, and unhappiness. We want to be elevated and them to be humbled. A zero-sum game. This is why Jesus is so upset with his disciples when they are arguing about which of them was the greatest. They each wished to be elevated above the others, to win while the others lose. But this is a tool of the devil that he uses to divide, to create hatred and jealousy and unforgiveness. Only when the first desires to be the last of all and the servant of all will the devil be overthrown and righteousness prevail. To put all of this another way, our attitudes about each other matter extraordinarily. If we believe that we are in competition with each other, then we will see every action of our neighbor as a threat and a challenge. We will close ourselves off to other people, distrust them, lie to them, and never give them the benefit of the doubt. However, if we believe that we are all on the same team, that we are all collaborating with each other for the greater good of all, then we will be receptive, trusting, helpful, and loving to our neighbors. We will be pure, peaceable, gentle, compliant, full of mercy and good fruits, without inconstancy or insincerity, as St. James says is the wisdom from above. This is the dynamic of our first reading which reads, The wicked say, Let us beset the just one, because he is obnoxious to us. He sets himself against our doings, reproaches us for transgressions of the law, 
and charges us with violations of our training. Notice that they see the just man as a threat, as one who is looking to dethrone them or to usurp their status or their power. They see his challenge about their sinfulness as an attack to which they must respond with violence. But what if they saw it the other way? What if this just one was trying to help them, was calling them to holiness because he loves them and wants them to be in right relationship with God? What if he has no interest in their power, only in their souls? This is the difference between collaboration and competition. My friends, let us be exceedingly clear. As members of the body of Christ, we collaborate with each other. We never compete with each other. The second we start attacking each other, or trying to win by making someone else lose, we have become the playthings of the devil. When a body attacks itself, it will quickly die. For it to live, a body must work together for the greater good of all. In our community, our common goal, our common mission, must be holiness. And holiness is always a collaborative effort. No one ever becomes holy by attacking or tearing down someone else. Holiness is developed as a community, as a group of people holding each other to account. If we care about each other, if we truly love each other, we will help each other to grow closer to God, to act according to God's law, to become the saint that God created us to be. We will collaborate for our salvation. But this is where things become difficult. When we talk to our family or friends about their complacency, their shortcomings, or their sins, we will be tempted to do it for all the wrong reasons. We will be tempted to correct the ones we love as a way of controlling them, or making ourselves feel better about our own shortcomings, or humiliating the other person in order to elevate our own statuses. This is the devil, and he must be resisted. When we correct the ones we love, we must do so out of love, because we desire more than anything else to see that person become holy and righteous. And if we are corrected by someone we love, we will be tempted to receive it as a personal attack. We will want to believe that the other person is completely wrong and should be ignored. Or we will be tempted to attack them back by telling them every little thing that we do not like about them. But this is also the devil. If someone comes to us in love, we must make every effort to receive them in love, to listen to what they have to say, and to take their correction to prayer. My brothers and sisters in Christ, being a collaborative community is difficult. It requires continuous work and commitment. 
and it requires prayer. If I can make a recommendation, I believe that each of us should pray the litany of humility regularly. It is an incredibly difficult prayer to pray, and it will take us many years to actually believe the words that we are saying. But it is absolutely worth it. So, in that spirit, we will end today by praying the Litany of Humility together. Please respond to each line, Deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being esteemed, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being loved, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being extolled, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being honored, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being praised, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being preferred to others, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being consulted, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being approved, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being humiliated, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being despised, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of suffering rebukes, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being calumniated, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being forgotten, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being ridiculed, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being wronged, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being suspected, deliver me, Jesus. Now please respond. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. That others may be loved more than I. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. That others may be esteemed more than I. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. That in the opinion of the world, others may increase and I may decrease. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. That others may be chosen and I set aside. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it, that others may be praised and I unnoticed. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it, that others may be preferred to me in everything. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it, that others may become holier than I, provided that I may become as holy as I should. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. Amen.